Welcome to the Slow the Fuck Down Show. I'm sensuality coach Casey Hall. And I'm drama healer Elizabeth Menzel. We're here to help you find the silver lining and slowing the fuck down throughout the pandemic and beyond. Let's do this. On today's episode, Slow the Fuck Down with Speed Healing. Welcome and thank you for being part of our conversation. By the end of the show, you'll walk away with practical skills that actually work. This is your chance to have a positive experience of actually slowing down. So take a deep breath, let your body relax, and soak in our soothing support. Elizabeth, I think I figured out what's going on in the world. Oh, yeah? Yes. I think someone opened Pandora's box. No shit. (laughs) (laughs) But for real, it's like the events of 2020 paired with being stuck inside with more time is causing a lot of strong emotions to rise right now. Yeah, that is for sure. I mean, creating this podcast with you, Casey, has been a a huge outlet. You know, I've had somewhere to put all of my creative energy since I'm not uh, seeing my in-person clients anymore. I'm just working with people over Zoom, you know. And as introverts, you and I, we kind of enjoy the slowdown. We have a pretty easy time with it. But, uh, you know, I think we might be the exception to the rule because I hear that a lot of people are not enjoying the extra time. Slowdown fans, are you having a hard time inside your own house and inside your own mind? If so, you're not alone. If you're someone who wants to speed through your healing because big feelings can be super uncomfortable and scary, we dedicate today's podcast to you. Today, we're going to slow down the healing process so that it makes sense to you and you can feel more comfortable and safe. And the definition of healing we're using is Barbara Brennan's. She wrote that book, Hands of Light. And on the first page, she says, healing is remembering your whole. And you know, Dr. Barbara Brennan was the first female physicist at NASA. And so when she says healing is remembering your whole, she's talking about remembering that we're all made of energy. We're all made of plasma light and subatomic particles. And we're not separate from that energy that creates us. And normally we walk around thinking that we're all separate people and and feeling so identified with our problems and with our brokenness and wanting to be fixed and wanting to be fixed as fast as possible so we can get out of pain. And what I found after 27 years of practice is that remembering your whole is a good first step. Remembering that you're made of energy is is so helpful, but it takes practice to embody and live as your wholeness. It just, that process can't be rushed. No, it can't be. And, and I really think that's my favorite definition um, that, I've, that I've heard of healing. You know, mm. healing is remembering your whole. Yeah. I remember when I read it, I actually had one of those light bulb moments that I'd always heard of, but it was like, everything got light. Everything turned to light. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're made of light. <laughs> When you know, speed healing kind of reminds me of speed dating. Mm. In speed dating, or some of you might associate with Tinder, uh, you're just meeting someone, right? You're checking them out, you're kind of testing to see if that person is a good match. You don't expect to leave that brief first time interaction 
having a deep relationship established. Right. Yeah, you don't. And it's like people know that with speed dating, but they don't seem to know that with speed healing. And in speed healing, it's like there's this belief that you can go to one workshop, one plant medicine ceremony, one support group, one Reiki session, and then be completely healed. Instead of viewing it as just kind of trying on a new healing method and seeing if it's something that you want to invest in, just like you would a person. Right. Yeah. People expect to just take a pill or take the healing, right? And boom, that's it. They're done. They're healed. And that's just not how healing works. I mean, I remember I used to think more that way when I was a newbie in the whole healing world 30 years ago. And I remember putting so much expectations. I had so high expectations for this forgiveness workshop I went to. And I thought my life was going to totally change from this three-hour class. And then afterwards, <laughs> I got home and my long-distance boyfriend called me and he freaking dumped me over the phone. And I like tried to put into to practice what I had learned that day in the forgiveness workshop. And I was like super spiritual and just like, oh, it's totally okay. We're each on our own path. I totally forgive you. But of course I was totally heartbroken and I was just trying to spiritually bypass all of my pain because I didn't want to freaking feel it. And of course that didn't work because I was just skipping over too many parts of the healing process. I mean, I, I, forgave him eventually and we're totally cool and fine but it took a lot more than a three-hour class to heal my heartache oh <laughs> well and and that's such a great example too and i love that you use the word spiritually bypassing because i've seen this concept of speed healing encouraged in a lot of religious and spiritual teachings especially around forgiveness yeah. but forgiveness is a process it's not something that you can wave a wand and instantly arrive at yeah, and that's, that's what people want to do, right? They just want their healing as fast as possible. That's what I, I wanted. I remember being uh, after a healing session um, with my first he healer, Winnie Nimrod. Winnie, I still love you. Um, and I was leaving, and you know we were processing these father issues. It was such a heavy session. And I looked at her, and I said, I just want to be healed already. How long is it going to be before I'm done with my healing? Mm. And she's like, honey you're never done. You just keep embodying and becoming more you. And I burst into tears. I was like, I don't want to be more me. Like I, freak, I freaking hated myself. Like I, I was there to not be me. <laughs> I had such a negative association with who I was and who I am. Mm -hmm. Really painful. I, I can very strongly relate to the idea of speed healing. <laughs> I tried it a bunch of times. <laughs> I think we all did. And that's you know, one of the reasons we're creating this podcast is to normalize it, right? You're, you yeah. feel uncomfortable. So you want to feel comfortable sooner. Yeah. You want to feel better as soon as freaking possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, oh goodness. So uh, my first dose of speed healing was actually in my late 20s. So at that time, I had some repressed memories from my past kind of surface real quick. Mm. And I had no idea how to process it. But all I knew is that left me with this feeling of super uncomfortable disconnect from my body. Mm. Like I could literally hold my arm up and touch it and barely feel it. Oh, holy crap. Yeah. And there was nothing, you know, neurologically wrong with me, but there was just this really uncomfortable feeling of disconnect. Um, so I had friends who had 
been talking about ayahuasca, which is a very powerful healing plant medicine. And so I'd been kind of casually researching it for around two years. And I felt called to go there. And I thought, oh, you know what? I can really, um, I can really address this disconnect, this medicine, you know, one of the most powerful medicines on the, on the planet. It's going to help me. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go to the, um, an authentic Peruvian place. I'm going to study with the shamans mm -hmm. and I'm going to leave this experience healed, right. feeling connected to my body. Right. And, you know, the medicine ended up being super intense, humbling, profound, but in the end, it actually just left me with more questions than answers. Uh, yeah. And I can, you know, look back at that and understand now that that was a big step of my healing process. But at the time, I remember just feeling super let down, like I failed and this feeling of strong disconnect was still there. Mm -hmm. And I just remember coming back and being like, wow, I just invested so much time and effort into this. And if this powerful plant medicine can't heal me, um, what do I do? Right, right. And that's the other reason I really wanted to make this topic. I think a lot of people are feel that and feel hopeless and frustrated and not really knowing what to do. Don't worry, we're going to get to it in the skills section. I'm going to give you a roadmap step by step of um, how to really embody your healing process in a very simple, doable, practical way. I'm always about practicality with healing. And uh, I love your story, honey. It really illuminates. Like we live in this really fast culture that awards speed. It awards achievement. You are an athlete. You know this, right? Mm -hmm. It's, I feel especially bad for millennials and Gen Z. I'm a Gen Xer. Um, but millennials and Gen Z have, they were brought up like being able to press a button and get their food. Mm. Like there's just this instant gratification that is in your generation. I know my man, he's, he's a millennial and he started a business in 2009 that was amazing. He's brilliant, by the way, Dale Thomas Vaughn. Google him, he's amazing. Um, but he started this business and he was crushed that it wasn't this instant success. It's because y'all were just brought up with getting things so much faster than just the generation before you. Like, we knew we had to work forever to make something happen. You guys didn't have that. You yeah. could press a button and get something. So I think it's even, I think it's even more of a burden for y'all. And even you need more support in learning how to slow down. And that slowing down is nothing to be shameful of. It's actually finding your real healthy pace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's so well said too. And I can relate to Dale, you know, as a, as a millennial, because it's, not only was the instant success an expectation um, for ourselves, but it was an expectation just how we went through school, how we went through activities. It was just like, you have to do it as fast as possible and be as best as possible and have success as quickly as possible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, of course, pressure. Yeah. And of course, that, that spills over into healing. And, you know, the the instant success idea kind of reminds me of, um, you know, the statistic seven out of 10 people who win the lottery end up going broke. And in that example, you know, the, the speed healing is kind of that sudden onset of money, but learning how to live with that wealth sustainably 
takes time and requires a whole new skill set. Yes, it, 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 and people haven't been given that skill set, right? And get this, the short definition of trauma is too much, too soon, too fast. When anything is, happens too quickly for you to process, you could get traumatized. And I mean, who would think that having too much money too quickly could potentially be traumatizing? But the statistics, 70% of lottery winners say that winning the lottery ruined their lives. That is the statement. Winning the lottery ruined my life. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not going to happen to me, though, because I already know exactly what I'm going to do with the money. So I'm fine. Don't worry about me, people. <laughs> You can send your lottery tickets to me in Troy Hill in Pittsburgh. <laughs> nice plug. <laughs> Ask for what you want, Casey. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of those makeover shows, oh, right? They're, yeah. they're so fun to watch, but you know, someone gets new hair, new makeup, new clothes, and they're great, but they aren't actually healing like the deep-seated often low self-esteem issues that are under the surface. Exactly. I still fantasize that the Fab Five from Queer Eye busts into my living room, but <laughs> that's because I've already healed all of my deep-seated self-esteem issues. So we're, we're good. <laughs> you know, it's amazing with trauma. I've had so much physical trauma. I've had 10 concussions and surgeries and, and this whole thing around things just happening too fast for you to be able to process them. And um, so I wanted, I want to offer you this that I learned, thank God I learned this in the, before we even started our first class at Barbara Brennan School, they were teaching us about what they called the creative wave. And it also applies to your healing wave. So this is how it goes. So the healing or creative wave is expansion, stasis, contraction, stasis. I'm going to explain what that means. Those of you who are into physics are going to already know it and are going to get it right away. In every single thing we do, in every creation, it follows that map. Expansion, stasis, contraction, stasis. This is what I mean. A breath, expansion, right? You inhale your lungs expand, you exhale, your lungs contract. And there's this still point moment between each. That's one creative wave, every breath. Your day follows this same thing. You wake up, you're full of energy, you go about your day, and then there's this sort of still point until you start to slow back down and you go to sleep. Expansion, stasis, stasis, and then you contract, then you sleep. So your whole life follows that same wave. You're born, big expansion into the, this world, right? You grow, you're still expanding. Then your whole sort of middle age is a stasis. Many people can attest to that. Not, not mine, because I've had a really wild alternative life. But, right? And then you start your contraction towards death. And then it's the still point again. Mm. So every single thing that we do follows this creative wave. And you'll start noticing it now, everybody. I know you will. You'll start noticing it with your breath. You'll start noticing it in your day. And that same thing happens in a healing session. I go into a session. I'm really charged with energy. 
we create a safe space because healing can only happen in safety. And we, we have all this energy. We go into expanded states of consciousness. So I do, my client does. We go expand, expand, expand. And we go through what I call the mud. We go through all this unknown. We come into the known. And there's this still point. And then we start contracting back down. And that energy level starts to drop to our more normal everyday life, how we're used to feeling energy, not in that expanded state of conscious awareness, right? So we start to come back down. We start to contract. And that's how we bring that energy back in and we're integrating it. And then the person lays in stillness for quite a while as they continue integrating that big profound healing that they received back into their system. And it takes about three days to fully integrate one healing session. So that big expansion, still point contraction coming back in. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? It makes total sense. And I, I love listening to the definition of that. It even just feels soothing the way that you <laughs> explain it, which is why you're a trauma healer. <laughs> I love this idea of this creative wave. Mm. And I can even relate it to the sessions that I have with my clients mm -hmm. when we're working on sensuality, because it's like you have to really be willing to slow down mm -hmm. and follow that wave with your client, especially in body work, because in body work, the body's on its own unique time. It doesn't really function off of time like the mind does. And so you have to slow down. You have to be with it and kind of follow that curve. Yeah. And I don't even time my sessions. So I have my clients set aside three hours. I don't say we're going to take that three hours. We might only take an hour, 75 minutes, two hours, but I'm following the creative wave because this is the, this is the problem and it's the problem in our society. It's why we're talking about speed healing. If you try to force the healing to happen too quickly, you will hurt. You will hurt your client. You will hurt yourself. You've got to just stay with the wave. Just like if you were surfing on an ocean wave, right? You, you can't get ahead or behind on that wave. You have to exactly surf the wave at the right pace. Otherwise, this, this traumatization can happen and you can end up hurting someone instead of helping them. And like, so when we were at the Barbara Brand School of Healing, we'd be there for five days we we've got class from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. every single day. You're in a room of 800 people in expanded states of consciousness and meditating and doing all this hardcore energy work. And then people go home. Well, that's a huge amount of healing to reintegrate and to contract from, right? So people would go home and, and that's why they started teaching it before we even got to class is so that we could have a positive contraction. So I would go home and I lived alone, didn't have kids, didn't have a husband, really easy for me to reintegrate into my life. But other people, man, they get off the plane, right? Their husband and kids are picking them up. The kids are screaming. They've got to take care of everything. They've got to put out all the fires from being gone for a week. Like it's really rough 
to reintegrate into your life. And you can have a really negative contraction. You can end up getting sick. You can end up getting um, what they would call the fluky flu. You'd get flu-like symptoms. Mm -hmm. And it was all from contracting too quickly. Yeah. Right? So people go to these workshops where they get blown open and Mm -hmm. their chakras do literally get blown open. I have seen it happen. And they're not properly taken care of. So there, you, you know, you've got your whole energy field uh, uh, blown open, your chakras blown apart, and these, these negative things can happen to you. It can be really hurtful. And you don't have the discernment. Too much energy comes in. Um, you can get to feeling sick. Your problems can get exacerbated. So you went there to heal a specific issue, and it, it was just made worse because it happened too much, too soon, and too fast for you to be able to handle it. It's really great to know that there's, you know, there's a way to do it that is safe and effective. Right. And I'm, you know, I can relate to speed healing. You can relate to speed healing. I'm sure a lot of people listening are just shaking their head and going, yep, been there, done that. Right. And I mean, I've never heard the term anywhere else. Mm-hmm. We had this topic in mind, everybody, and we just like came up with this term speed healing, like speed dating. (laughs) But it's true. Like I'm going to be using it all the time now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I remember, you know, going back to my, my um, disconnect ayahuasca experience. I remember coming back from the Amazon rainforest being a totally different environment to just kind of smack dab back to my 60 hour corporate job. you know, a 60 hour week corporate job, I had zero support lined up Mm. and I didn't even realize that number one, that was an option. And number two, that that there was this really crucial missing piece of integration. Yeah, exactly. An important piece that I wanted to bring around integration is that it's okay to seek professional support. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that might sound so simple, but I tend to be somebody who likes to do things the natural way or likes to do alternative healing. And whenever I first felt that disconnect from my body, I went right to the alternative roots of healing, which are incredible. You know, Mm -hmm. acupuncturists, plant medicine, energy healers, Mm -hmm. meditation, all of those are very effective, but I totally bypassed the professional um, support in terms of mental health. Mm, Gotcha. Yeah. And I actually had to come circle back around to that. But had I done that as part of the integration piece Somebody could have just very easily said, hey, what you're experiencing is a completely normal response to trauma. It's called disassociation, and it Mm -hmm. happens when you experience PTSD. And it's like, oh, I remember hearing that, and it's like, oh, my goodness, (laughs) here I am thinking I'm crazy, trying to all these different ways to, like, help myself, and it was just so normalizing to hear that and so i wanted to bring that piece too and say you know make sure that you you're considering both options and um supporting yourself in all the ways that you can after you have this experiences yeah definitely thank you so much for bringing that in 
creating actual real systemic change in how your body mind functions really does take specific steps in an exact order to actually work because healing takes real physical changes in your brain and th that the new way has to be ingrained or the old pattern will come back in so yeah you need and deserve to get real help with making that happen you know it's too hard to try to integrate all of that on your own you're so right i think a really great question for figuring out you know, if your healing is working is, is this moving you forward or not? Right. I, when I was little, had scoliosis. So I went to a chiropractor for like four years in a row. We went two or three times a week. And finally I was like, this isn't doing anything. <laughs> like, like I didn't get any better. I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think that's a really great question because it's easy to kind of get stuck. Yeah, just get yeah. stuck in doing something, and then you don't really check in. Like, is this actually working? Yeah, this is something that I see in shadow work. Mm. Um, shadow work is, you know, becoming aware of the unconscious parts of yourself that are holding you back. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to dive into shadow work and to work with shadow work. It's an important process, but when you stay in it too long, you just kind of start to loop. You can loop back in your trauma again and again and again. And so if you find that you're doing that, you're not really moving forward. It's time to check in on how that's serving you. Yeah. And you know, there's the dark shadow, the parts of you that the part of your mind that are holding you back. Um, there's also your golden shadow. The part of you that's moving you forward, but you don't, it's also unconscious. Ooh. So bringing a lot of the work I do in my brain training and my happiness uh, training is turning your attention to the places where you are already strong, where you are already capable, where you are already loving yourself really beautifully, right? And letting it, that part of yourself, making the, um, positive, loving, strong part of yourself even stronger so that you can lead with that part without denying the parts of you that hold you back. But what happens is, like you said, we get stuck in this loop of constantly looking at our own darkness, right? And, and what you're focusing on is what persists and what your reality becomes, right? So I want to keep bringing my attention back to my strength. And that's, you know, in somatic experiencing therapy, that's a lot of work of healing from trauma is finding the place where you are feeling okay and letting that part grow, feeding that part. Ooh, I love that. It's making me think of like, well, what has moved me forward? And the first thing that comes to mind is uh, intuition development. Mm. That mm. is something that I have dedicated to. And the more and more I do it, the more it moves me forward and I, and I feel like it helps me grow and it supports me and it broadens my, um, my awareness. Yeah. I can honestly say the thing that has worked for me the most and, you know, listen, I started doing, um, personal development work in 1979. So like, I've been at it for a long freaking time. <laughs> I can honestly say the things that have moved me forward in my healing path the most are learning how to stay centered and using the nonlinear movement method to release my trauma and embody my power. 
Those are the two biggest things. And I use them every single day. Um, you know, so you talked about people sticking with something for too long that wasn't working for them. And then another problem is also people can have really great tools, but they're not using them either in the right order or at the right dosage for them to actually work. Mm. Yeah, that feels super important. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's like affirmations, right? Like people love or hate positive affirmations, but the people that don't like them, they're only doing them from a mental place. So they're not getting the value out of them. You've got to add in your body, add in your emotions, add in your energy. It's a, affirmations are not just a mental or mindset exercise. They are a full body emotion energy experience. You are moving something through your, you're embodying a frequency. And when you're not used to feeling something, like I wasn't used to feeling supported, right? I've been on my own since I was 13 years old. I didn't know what support felt like. Sure as hell didn't know how to ask for it, but I couldn't embody that frequency on my own. And I'd have to imagine what it would feel like. And when I would imagine, what would it feel like if I was surrounded by people that supported me and cared for me? My back would crack. Mm. The place in my neck that I had gone to the chiropractor for for 20 years that would always slip right back out would go right back into place without anyone touching it. That is how connected your body, mind, energy, emotions all are. And that's how you can use affirmations like, I'm feeling supported. I'm feeling supported. Oh, support's coming in. Pop. My neck would go back into support. It's amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. And it's something too that it's experiential. Right. You know, so it's once you try it on, you realize it's like to hear that the subconscious mind doesn't really know the difference between if what you're telling it is happening or if it's not. Yes. To hear that is like, huh, but then to experience it is like, oh my goodness, I can actually train myself to feel more supported or to feel those ways that I want to feel, even if it's just holding it for those teeny tiny incremental times like you shared. Yeah. You can usually only feel the new energy frequency for a short period of time. But that's because that muscle isn't strong, right? Like in my case, that support frequency wasn't strong. I couldn't hold it for very long. But you drop it, you pick it back up. You drop it, you pick it back up. So what if you can only hold it for half a second? Half a second becomes a second. A second becomes a minute. And now most of the time I walk around in my life feeling incredibly supported, right? But that took practice. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a one-time healing and now I'm fine. I feel supported all the time. Right. Not how it happens. Right. I think the um, Olympian, the Olympians used that. So they would actually see themselves and they would visualize themselves. They'd be sitting perfectly still, but they would visualize themselves about to do the event and they would visualize every single step in doing it and how they would feel. And they would imagine themselves doing it to perfection. Right. Yep. And that's how they trained. And when they actually hooked up monitors to the, to the muscles, they found that the, the same muscles that fire when they were actually doing it and the same brain waves when they're actually doing it fired when they were just sitting there thinking about doing it. Yep. The, the parts of the brain that move those body parts would light up just from them thinking, 
about throwing the javelin or running the race. Exactly. Amazing. It's so freaking cool. So, you know, I'm a total neuroscience geek. So <laughs> I love all that stuff. Um, and it is very real. But the brain needs consistent activation to make change. So with the brain training I do, I make it really practical so that you can, you can do it when you're doing the dishes. You can do it when you're driving your car. You can like do, you can train your brain anytime, anywhere. You just have to do it consistently throughout your day. Another reason it's important to slow down your healing is sometimes it's all about you and sometimes it's not about you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It could be about your society and the sexism and racism that you're swimming in. It could be about your ancestral trauma. You know, they've proven that alcoholism gets passed down through generation to generation. Violence gets passed down generation through generation. So yeah, you're dealing with your own shit, but you're also dealing with your ancestral and societal shit. <laughs> You can't heal thousands of years of trauma in one weekend workshop. <laughs> and every bit of healing you do helps the whole. It's beautiful. And I want to be clear. I'm not saying that spontaneous healing does not happen. But it is not this all-encompassing, everything about you is going to be healed as quickly as you think it should. So I want to give you that relief that healing can be direct and immediate. We hope that you're getting some healing from listening to this podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but to really live the big changes you want, it, it takes mad skills. And I'm going to teach you the exact skills you need to dramatically move your healing forward right after a commercial break and a word from our sponsor. ready to slow down and release depression, anxiety, and fibromyalgia, then come to our monthly virtual nonlinear movement method classes. This is the somatic method that has worked for me and my clients, and it is guaranteed to work for you too, because it's neuroscience. So all you have to do is go to the happywomanacademy.com and click on the hot pink button. Class is only 25 bucks and it's always free for police, firefighters, and veterans. And right now, it's free for essential workers too. So go to thehappywomanacademy.com now and click on the hot pink button. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, Slowdown fans. It's me, Mother Nature. Say you plant an apple tree seed. You water it, make sure it gets enough sunshine, fertilizer, soil. One day, a green little sprout pokes through the dirt. You wouldn't smash it with your boot and scream, you're not an apple tree. Your healing journey is like that sprout. It needs your patience, love, nurturance, and care to grow into a healthy fruit-bearing tree. So when you find yourself rushing your healing, slow down and honor the sprout. Thank you, Mother Nature. And now it's time for your slowdown skills. Casey, how do you feel when you're centered? I feel calm. Mm -hmm. I feel relaxed, feel focused. Mm -hmm. And how do you feel when you're uncentered? Agitated, mm -hmm. uh, annoyed, mm -hmm. squirrely. <laughs> <laughs> so wouldn't it be nice to feel centered on purpose? 
<laughs> yes, it would be. <laughs> so this is the deal. When we're not centered, we make a lot of really painful choices. <laughs> and, and even the healing things that we're trying to do to make ourselves feel better don't work. And they don't work because we're not connected to our power and our stress chemicals are being produced in our brain and they're keeping us in that agitated, unfocused state. And you really can be relaxed, centered, and productive and get shit done all at the same time. And everyone knows, our slowdown fans know that you're supposed to be a feel centered. But what most people don't know is that you can do it on purpose really easily. So I'm going to give you the five steps that your brain, mind, emotions, and body need. So take this down, people, <laughs> so that you can get centered first and then take action in your life. So the first thing is to remember to feel centered in the first place. <laughs> so I say the first step is Remember to bring yourself to center. So bring. That's the first step. The second step <laughs> is breath. You've got to use your breath to help you feel more centered, calm, relaxed. And if you are breathing shallowly, your brain will automatically make more stress hormones. And if you're breathing deeply or in the right way for your own body, your brain will make relaxation hormones. It will actually shut off the stress hormones. It can't shut off those stress hormones if you're not breathing right. So you could mm -hmm. be trying to meditate or drinking a cup of tea, you know, doing yoga. But if your breathing isn't on, your body's going to keep making those stress hormones. And those great healing things you're doing aren't going to help you to feel better. So bring breath. The third step is body. And I break the body down like this. It's care for your body and listening to your body. Like Casey shared, like you can feel so disconnected and not take proper care of your body and not listen to the messages it's giving you. I know that one of the biggest causes of speed healing is a learned lack of body awareness. Mm. Right? People become so accustomed to going so fast that these important messages that the body are constantly giving us kind of reduced to time inconveniences. I coached thousands of people on heart disease, weight loss, stress. And these phrases I kept hearing, haven't eaten since breakfast. I've had to pee all day. My back's been hurting for months. I'm diabetic, but I don't have time to check my sugars. It's, it is a learned lack of body awareness and that body awareness is what keeps us healthy. And so many people don't listen, don't take care of their body, and they do these really spiritual practices that then just disconnect them from their body even further. You've got to use the body to heal, not disconnect from the body. But we're trained, like you said, we're, we're trained to hold it in and not go to the bathroom. I had a client who was so dehydrated and she said, if I drink water, then I'll have to go to the bathroom. Yes, that is correct. That is how a body functions. That is healthy. I remember actually feeling sad and at first initially oh. thinking maybe people just, maybe they don't care about their bodies, but that wasn't the case. It was yeah. literally 
that they learned to just put it second, put it yep. third, put it fourth all the time. And what I kept seeing happen again and again is once that happens, the body has to get louder. So then the symptoms are more intense when it shows up in, in you know, stronger disease and other ways that are super uncomfortable. The body first gives you this tap on the shoulder and then it whacks you over the head by the two by four <laughs> if you don't listen to it. <laughs> yes. So I, I love that this, that the body is the third step in this too, because it's like the messages that our sweet body is giving us is meant to slow us down, help bring our attention to something that just needs addressed. That's right. And people get so used to taking care of everyone and everything else that they put their own body's needs either last on the list or they don't even make it on the list at all. So bring breath, body. Fourth step is B. B. We are a society of doers. We are doing, 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 going, 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 faster, faster, push, push. And people don't get enough nothingness time, enough time to just be. And when you're being, your brain waves have that chance to shift into healing brain waves. We need to experience that shift. And, you know, I work with a lot of high achievers. I was just working on Sunday with helping someone up their being. They got a promotion. They're doing even more work. And when you have more on your plate, you actually need to up your being time to balance your brain waves to be able to be more productive in less amount of time. So people don't want to take the time to take care of their body or take the time to just sit and be for a few minutes and not think and not do. But if they give themselves that be time, when they go back to work, they will be more productive and get more done in less time. I love that. That has been proven by neuroscience, you can look it up. Now, the last step is what everyone does first without bringing themselves to center first, and that is that they take action. So the last step is bold, bold. That's your action step, and the actions are great. And I, I break this down into inner world or outer world actions. Inner world actions, affirmations, uh, working with your chakras, outer world actions, going to a yoga class, going to therapy, getting a healing, right? So things you can do alone inside yourself and things you can do either out in the world or with others, inner world and outer world. So getting help and getting support is in this bold step too, not going it alone. So you wanna be able to stand strong on your own two feet and ask for help. But let me tell you, if you are overdoing it, you don't have enough, enough nourishment and care for your body, and you're not giving yourself that be time, and you're not breathing deeply, all those great steps and action steps you can be taking in bold aren't going to work for you. You have to build this strong foundation, and it has to be in this order. Because if you're just meditating all the time, and you're not eating right, your brain cannot function as effectively, and you might not be able to get in to a meditative state because you're under fuel. If you're not eating right, you can't, your brain doesn't function as highly, you can't get as much work done. If you're not eating right and you wanna go for a run to center you, it's not gonna work. You're not mm -hmm. gonna feel centered. You're going to create more stress hormones. So all of this works very synergistically and a lot of people have a lot of bold action they can take to help them feel more centered 
but they get frustrated because it doesn't work because they're not taking deep breaths, taking care of their body and giving themselves time and space to be first. I think that this is super important and I love that you've come up with a step system to it because it gives you a starting and an end point, but it also really highlights the importance of things, the importance of these things that people skip because yes. they don't know. Right. And it's, it just makes, it makes it so much harder than it needs it to be. It does. So um, if you go on our Facebook page, slow the F down show, I'm going to put a link there for you and you're going to, it's going to be a link to my whole talk on these five steps. It's an hour long talk. You'll get all of the data, the neuroscience for all of you neurobiology geeks like I am out there. You'll get all the neuroscience behind this and how and why you actually really need to do it in this order. This was a quick overview. We really wanted to give it to you because we both use this every single day so that we can feel more centered. <laughs> so Elizabeth, how long does it take to do all five steps? Well, you can do them really quickly. You can actually go through them in a few seconds. Oh, I notice I'm feeling agitated. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to check in with my body. Oh yeah, I'm feeling kind of hungry. I need to eat something. I'm going to give myself some time and space to just be here and fix myself some eggs. Oh, and I'm going to say something really nice to myself. I'm going to take a bold inner world action and I'm going to say, hey, Elizabeth, you're doing the best you can right now. You deserve to take a little break and nourish yourself. Bring breath, body, be bold. You can do it in just a few seconds. I'm doing it continuously throughout the day to just bring myself back to my center, back to my alignment. Your body is constantly changing. You have thousands of processes going on and there's no real moment where you don't need something. <laughs> so it's this way to just really easily check in. Oh, what do I need right now? Need more deep breaths? Do I need more food? Do I need more just downtime? Do I need to say something kind or readjust my body in some way, make myself more comfortable? It gives you this really easy checklist to just go through. Bring breath, body, be bold. That takes care of every part of your brain, body, emotions, needs. It's a really great system. Beautiful. Thank you for explaining that. And for those of you who are listening to this and being like, yeah, I really want to learn more about it. We will have the extended version on our YouTube channel. Yes. I'll give you a click, a link to click and you can just go there and you can learn all the neuroscience behind why this works and why it has to happen in that order. Bring breath, body, be bold. We're here to help you take your healing deeper. Go ahead and set up a consultation with each of us on our website at slowthefdownshow.com. Yes, we'd love to talk to you. And now for the Slow the F Down playlist. Casey, what is your favorite slowdown song of the week? Uh, my favorite slowdown song is Trevor Hall, who has an amazing last name. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> FYI, just totally unbiased um and it's called you can't rush your healing and it's like ah it's perfect i really doesn't even need an explanation but check it out you will love it my favorite slowdown song of the week is sinead o'connor's thank you for hearing me that song slows me down 
kind of rips my heart out, <laughs> but I love it. Elizabeth introduced me to this song the other day and I watched the music video, listened to the whole thing and I thought, oh my goodness, yeah. this song is like, whew, it's, it's perfect for healing. Perfect it is, forward. it is. And this week's fan slowdown song is from Julia Adams. And Julia and I go way back. She was one of the owners of Lounge Acts, the indie rock club I worked at in Chicago. And her favorite slowdown song is R.E.M.'s Find the River. Do you, do you want to read those lyrics? <laughs> I'm just seeing that Casey has put the lyrics no. down. No? No, I just did that for my own <laughs> reference. Okay, well, you go, go and check that out. All of the links will be on our Facebook page, Slow the F Down Show. Yay. So, Elizabeth, what was your favorite part of today's show? Um, my favorite part of today's show is how you managed to rein me in because I was going really wide today. <laughs> and you were the one that kept bringing it back and keeping on point and you did it so beautifully. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. Hey, we're on the same team. We are on the same team. Same team. Um, what was your favorite part of today's show? You know, I, I really like how you tied in the collective healing piece. Oh. You know, I think a lot of times when we, and I, I know I can at least speak for myself, when I started on my healing journey, it was very me, me, me focused. Yeah. And once I kind of was really in it, I was realizing that what I was healing in myself, I was also noticing was a positively influencing people around me and sometimes it was yeah. my family sometimes it was my friends and I think it just keeps going out and out and out and out and so that was my favorite part is just how you worded the healing being um, so connected yeah I learned that when living in a Tibetan monastery because after every ritual we dedicate the healing that happened to the benefit of all sentient beings so I still do that at the end of all of my workshops, all of my classes, all of my healings. That is a, a step that I never leave out because I know that there is no separation, right? We aren't actually these separate individuals. We are of one energy. And that is the reminder to share that light and share that healing to uplift everyone. So on our next episode, slow the fuck down with pleasure. Mm -hmm. I know y'all are going to tune in for that one. Thank you for tuning in today and enjoy your slowdown. Do you have a slowdown story? Submit it with the hashtag MySlowdown on our Facebook page, Slow the F Down Show.